It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. So they drill a hole through the ceiling with a bunch of different kinds of saws and stuff, and they lower them down on a rug. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Catholicism with my kid. I'm Kyle Hyman. And I'm his kid. Today I've got Frank joining me, and Frank, what are we talking about today? Faithful friends. Faithful friends. That's the the headline of the little description of it there. Healing of the paralytic. Healing of the paralytic. That is right. This is a couple times in the Bible. We're going to look specifically at Mark's account. It is the beginning of Mark chapter 2. You can find it in your local Bible. So what happens in the story? These friends want their friend to be healed so they try to get to Jesus but they see the room is crowded so they drill a hole through the ceiling with a bunch of different kinds of saws and stuff and they lower them down on a rug. I don't think it said anything about saws but that they opened up the roof. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Alright so what do you like about this story? I like the part where they cut open the roof. Yeah, because it's destroying something? Yeah. Or because you realize that these guys were doing whatever it takes. The first one, destroying something. Yeah, yeah. So I heard somebody break this story down one time into the three different people in the story. There's, well, that's actually a fourth, I guess, because Jesus, but we're not Jesus. So the three other people are... A paralytic who wants to go to Jesus. And is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. He needs to get to Jesus to be healed, right? Mm-hmm. There's his friends that help him get there. And then there's people that are in the way. Yeah, those people that are in the way have literally no reason to be there. Well, they might have their own reasons, right? They want to hear Jesus. They want to see what he's doing. Maybe they want healings themselves, right? But they all look healthy in my pictures. Okay. So there's the guy who's paralyzed, and Mm -hmm. he needs to get to Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes we are like that, not paralyzed, but we have reasons that we need to get to Jesus, right? Whether we have strayed far away, or maybe for some people who don't know Jesus yet, don't know about him, they need to be taken to Jesus, right? Yeah. And then there's sometimes we can be the friends that help and we'll say, we're going to do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus. And we should be bringing others to Jesus. You should be bringing your friends to Jesus. You should be bringing your neighbors to Jesus and not necessarily physically taking them there. Although maybe that will happen sometimes. There's not a spot. But to share Jesus with them, right? Maybe we bring Jesus to our friends and we tell them about him. And not necessarily just like, hey, do you know about Jesus? But partially through our example, through the way that we love them, conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're kind of in the way. I have a question. And we might be an obstacle for people to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, we need to get out of the way, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Okay. Okay. What's your question? How do you get paralyzed without a scorpion hitting you? Do scorpions paralyze people? Yeah. Really? The stinger paralyzes whatever it touches. I don't know if that is a permanent thing on a regular basis, but people can be paralyzed at birth. Something happens at birth and they they can't move. Or there's an accident that happens 
or maybe a medical condition that happens. Sometimes if people are in a car wreck or there was a guy who played Superman in the movies, Christopher Reeves. Yeah. He was paralyzed because of uh, an accident while riding a horse. So there's all kinds of different ways that people could become paralyzed. I've never seen a horse in a movie of Superman. I haven't watched that many, but though. It, wasn't, it didn't happen in a movie. It just happened to the actor when he was riding a horse on his own. Hmm. Okay. The other thing that happens when Jesus heals him, that's not the first thing he does, is it? Do you remember the first thing he does? Who? Jesus? Jesus. Or the other people? Jesus. Talks to the big crowd. Okay, he was talking to the big crowd, and then they lower the paralytic in, and what does he say to the paralytic? Child, your sins are forgiven. Uh Uh-huh. So he first forgives the sins of the person. Not that the sins are what caused him to be paralyzed, but he realized what's more important than your physical health is your spiritual health. And so I forgive your sins. And then what happens? People like the Pharisees say, only God can forgive sins. Yeah. They think that he's, the word they use in my Bible is blaspheming. I don't know what that is. So blasphemy is saying something bad about God or thinking that you're more important than God. In this case, by him saying that he can forgive this man's sins, and they said only God can forgive sins, so he's putting himself on the same level as God, which he was, but they didn't understand that, right? Yeah. So he realizes that they're thinking these things and says, which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven or to say, rise, pick up your mat and walk. But that you know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat and go home. And he rose, picked up his mat at once and went away in the sight of everyone. And they were all amazed, right? So he's saying, which is more amazing? If I could say that your sins are forgiven or that I could heal a paralyzed person. And obviously the paralyzed person, that, that's something that we can see, right? That's something yeah. amazing to see. Mm-hmm. So if you saw Jesus heal somebody that couldn't walk, and all of a sudden this man that you knew hasn't been able to walk his whole life maybe, gets up and walks away, You'd be like, maybe he is God more than we think. Maybe he can forgive people's sins. Yeah. So how can you be that friend that brings somebody to Jesus that needs help? Tell them. Tell them about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? What might be some more common and daily things that we can do to bring people closer to God? Pray. Pray about them. Yeah, we can pray for them. I don't know. Do you think sometimes your friends need help with different things? Sometimes. Only in math. Yeah. What about at recess or at lunch? Like it could be as simple as getting up and getting a napkin for somebody. Like, oh man, I forgot my napkin. Here, I'll go get it. You know, I think those little things where we're, it might not seem like a big deal, but we're being Christ, we're being Christian, and we're loving other people that way. And that will bring them to Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we don't have to destroy people's roofs. Why? But we should be willing to do whatever it takes to help others to know God and to love God. 
I wish I could see that thing break through the roof. Yeah. That must be so cool. Well, hopefully they fix the roof afterwards, right? No, I'm okay with it being damaged. Well, that wouldn't be very nice if you damage somebody's roof without fixing it. You gotta fix something if you break it, right? Mm-hmm. So also, it says specifically in Mark chapter 2, verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Child, your sins are forgiven. So it's not just the faith of the paralytic, it's a plural, their faith. When he saw the faith of this group, these people together, their faith is what healed them. Yeah. We need to find a a group of people that we can share that faith with and we can do amazing things if we have faith. Do you have good friends? Yeah. Do you think they would do whatever it takes to help you out? Mm Mm-hmm. Would you do whatever it takes to help them out? Yeah. Good. I hope that stays that way. And I hope we as a family can do that too, that we can help others. And sometimes that's their physical needs, and sometimes it's their spiritual needs, but that when we see somebody that needs some help, we wouldn't just leave them there, but we would help them out. Mm-hmm. So where can people find this story? Matthew 9, Mark 2, Luke 5. And that's just from memory. Good job. Mark 2 and Luke 5 both tell the story of them lowering through the roof. Matthew leaves out the whole roof part of the story and just talks about the healing of the paralytic. So I like the roof. <laughs> so if you like the roof, check out Mark chapter 2, starting at the beginning, and then Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 17. So check it out in your Bibles. And I think it's good for us to reflect on where are we in our spiritual journey? Are we the person that needs help? Are we the person that can provide help or are we the people that are getting in the way? And maybe there's a little bit of each of them in us. And so try to be more of getting help or helping others and not so much being in the way, right? Yeah. What are your hopes and dreams for people listening? Ice cream for the kids. (laughs) You hope that there's ice cream for the kids? Yes. That's your hope? For the kids. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Frank. Bye.